podcast and book club format this week we've got forbidden world from 1982 starting off my name is kyle i'm chris i'm mike i'm pepe the pew and i'm jarvis and the way this thing's gonna work is we're gonna go ahead and talk a little about the history we're gonna talk about the plot we're gonna talk about the special effects probably no sound effects no mute uh it's not a little bit of sound effects a little bit of music and we're gonna give a spooky meter pepe Le Pew, do you happen to have the history of this aha yes i, I don't i i actually i have no idea how pepe Le Pew. uh How'd that pop into your skull there? Okay, so it came into my mind because we were talking about Chris's uh, room smelling like cat pee, and I was like, Pepe Le Pew, like P-U, and I was like, I have to say this before we start it, and then Kyle's like, all right, I'm starting now. I was like, no, I still have to say it. So I just said it when you guys were like, what's your name? And I was like, Pepe Le Pew, I don't know. Dan, do you want another glass of bourbon? How do you have another glass I, of bourbon? I, I'm, I'm, I'm having one right now, so thank you. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so Forbidden World came out in 1982. You know what, guys? I, I just have to say, thank God we're doing a good alien movie this week compared to last week, which was just terrible. Or next week. I'm not sure when it's coming out. So um, refreshing. Alien. I mean, so refreshing. We'll, just, we'll just adjust going off what you said, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alien. God, I mean, what a bore fest. Finally, it's like Gordon Ramsay. Finally, some good fucking food. Finally, some good <laughs> alien horror. I'm just happy that we all got to finally bond over a softcore porn. It finally happened. For, what no, do you no, mean no. finally? I was going to say for the second time, for the fifth time, which one? Uh, nope, go ahead. Nope, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I do remember interesting sleepovers because in the time before every kid just streamed shit, um, you would have to stay up if you happen to be staying up with your friends all night anyway. You were staying up, if you know what I mean. An erection, I get it. (laughs) No, Kyle was always the digital boy. He never stayed up late and watched HBO. He never, he never looked at magazines. He was always, oh, just let me download this to my phone or the computer because I live in the future and I've never held a magazine with boobies in it. Do you remember, is- Kyle? We 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 Go started ahead. watching a movie and we were not sure what it was, and then there was definitely porn like qualities to the movie but we got oh, kind yes. of engulfed in the story <laughs> i forgot that until you said it and yes yes i do i don't remember what it was but for sure that happened because um it was a good bonding moment it was, it was, a, good, it was a great bonding moment so this is me and kyle's second time bonding over a softcore porn i mean we could also talk about uh zombie strippers and demon sex Nope, yep. we're just going to talk about you, their intimate you. time where they bonded for <laughs> softcore porn together. That's it. Don't That's all we're going to talk about. Dare talk about demon sex. <laughs> when are we going to cover that? We have to. Never. I have to rip it. 
Because it doesn't exist. It's not a real no, movie. No, we have to. We have to. This is just Kyle's like homemade movie. Demon Demon <laughs> Sex honestly started. No, all we, of it. we 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 started all something of it. so much better than that thing. Like, trust me. Uh-huh. Kyle, I thought wait, you Kyle, you anyway, had the only hard copy in existence. I have the hard copy still, and I am it's a copy. Yeah, oh yeah. I I don't it's is that a euphemism or are you just saying that? Like I don't no. Oh I have I a have... hard copy, all right. <laughs> I have a DVD of Demon Sex, and I'm the only one What's on this earth What's a DVD? A <laughs> DVD? Okay, I, I haven't even gotten to the director yet. No. Right, so the director of this is Alan Halsman. Alan Halsman is known for doing movies such as Survivors of the Holocaust. I don't mm. know. I, I, I'll be honest. Hang on, real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know if it's actually, it might be a documentary, because when I looked at the poster of it, it kind of looked like it was a documentary, so it might be. Um, if it's not, then, oh boy. <laughs> 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 uh, Old Man River, which you would definitely think would come after the movie Survivors of the Holocaust, if it's not a documentary. And Sounds of Memphis, which you would definitely think would come after all of those things. Huh. Rough stuff. Yeah, that's a weird, kind of strangely eclectic like repertoire. <laughs> I don't... I guess that speaks to him as a director? Maybe? I don't know. You know, there's one thing I know about Alan Halsman. He's very eclectic. <laughs> I guess. That's as kind as I could possibly be. Alright, the writers of this, we have... Tim Curran, who's known for doing movies such as Ghost Warrior, Supreme Warrior, lots of lots of warriors. I didn't realize that until just now. And the rehearsal. Jim Wynorski, who's known for doing movies such as I've actually heard of this one, Chopping Mall. The Ooh, Lost that's Empire. A good one. Yeah, it's and a mall that chops. It's a loose robot. And like, yeah. Fire from Below. And R.J. Robertson, who's done movies such as Dreamscape, The Haunting of Morella, and Star Hunter. Yeah, I've I've never seen Chopping Mall, but I, I've heard of it. I, I don't even know what it's about. I think it's a serial killer in a mall. I don't know. No, I I, I think it's like a after hours like robot starts killing all the kids that are sneaking into the mall in the middle of the night. It's it's terrible, but it's awesome. It sounds like it's up our alley. So the runtime for this is only 77 minutes. This is a really short movie. Like, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw how short this was. I was like, oh, man, I got to watch this. Oh, okay, it's like an hour long. That's perfect. I said the exact same thing. The budget for this, would you believe it? The bu- Actually, you know what? I'll be honest. I wouldn't believe this. The budget for this is under a million dollars. I believe it. It really Under feels a like a cheap, low-budget right? movie. But there were times in this where I was like, wow, that was kind of cool. Like, there there were scenes where I was genuinely, yeah. I was like, that was pretty cool. Yep. How? So how much was it? How much was it made for? What was the budget? You know, I checked one source. I almost checked another one to check the exact number for this exact reason. But I was like, nah, no one's going to ask me how much it actually was. There's no way that's going to happen. So 
I only have less than a million. Yeah, I, I what, what I looked up was right around a million. So, um, but like, I think today's standards, like four million, something like that. Something. Yeah, which is a jump change. Apparently. But, but the box. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it did make a profit, though, right? Yeah, it made at the box office. It made about four million dollars. Okay, pretty, Which, pretty damn good. Yeah, four. It's not bad. Four times. Uh, I will say it this week. Other 1982 movies that we could have watched, we could have watched Poltergeist, Creepshow, or The Thing. We've watched one of those movies. Uh, yes, yeah. Creepshow. I remember it fondly. The film location of this is Santa Clarita. Oh, hmm. Hmm. I said that wrong. Hang on. No, you, said it, you said it right. Did I? Mm-hmm. Clarita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santa Clarita. Oh, okay. All right. What, what did you think it was? They said how you thought you were going to be right. We should have said a word. I'll be honest. I, I was just nervous because I was like, I, I messed it up so much in the last episode. So I was like, oh, I'm saying the words wrong again. Clarita. Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. That sounds like an irritable bowel syndrome, like <laughs> medicine. Santa Clarita. Something that you'd hear on a commercial. Yeah. It's like if you're suffering from Santa Clarita and you've been taking. <laughs> yes. Agua Dolce. Uh, please seek Ooh. medical attention. <laughs> oh, I would take a gua dolce. I don't know what it does, but it sounds fun. If your Santa Clarita lasts more than four hours, consult the doctor. Agua <laughs> dolce. Anyway, Agua dolce is one of the cities that this was filmed in. <laughs> and LA is the last one that this was filmed in. So let's get to the taglines. Uh, your favorite time. We have... A science fiction horror that'll blow you away. That's description again. Yep. Not a tagline. If you would have cut it off at blow you, yeah, I could see that being a tagline for this movie. actually would have been a tagline. A science fiction horror in deep space. See, another one. You just cut off the last word. Science fiction horror in deep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then... Mike, you'll you'll really like this one. The seed is planted. The nightmare grows. Yep. That was the the strongest one. Yeah. But it wasn't good still. All right. So if you like that, here's our next one. Deadly. Forbidden. And alive. I feel like nothing was forbidden on that ship. (laughs) There's a lot of freedom in that ship. Anything went on that ship. You're damn right it did. Well, he was Can the new we... guy. Come on. He loves his job. <laughs> he does love his job. I love his job. Yeah, I, love I want his job. <laughs> but sometimes I don't like my job. Any others? Uh, yeah, there's one more. Part alien. Part human. Oh, night. That gives away part. Not of the, the worst. Not the worst. But yes, no, that that's spoilerific. Yep. You think they like posted that one? They were just like, oh fuck. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. They're no, not supposed to know it's part human. <laughs> so our death clock this week, it 
clocks in at 18 minutes and 20 seconds, which is probably the most impressive scene in the entire movie. Uh, There's some other pretty impressive I, I was impressed <laughs> several times. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely things that happened in this movie, for sure. Yeah, stuff. So we've covered the death clock, so I guess it's time that we talk about the nude clock. This is at twenty six right? minutes and thirty two seconds. No, nah, it's way earlier get... than that. No, nope, it's like the first minute. It's like yeah. Oh, it is like the first seconds. minute. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, oh, okay, I had trouble with that myself. Like, are we, do we, those fucking flashbacks are just an absolute nightmare. All right, and with that, I am done with our intro. So, Kyle, I'm going to pass it over to you for the synopsis. Yeah, boys, I did a bad thing, and I chose a movie that was not great nor bad. Um I, I would say it's not good, but we'll, we're going to go ahead and start this thing. Forbidden World, 1982. It's a movie. It existed. Uh, we start out, we open to what can only be described as a budget Star Wars, Star Trek combo. Weird amounts of money spent on the costumes and the beep boop lights. And we got some weird classical music that we run into. And we find a man asleep in a cryo chamber. And we get some memories, we get some creatures, we get a lot of boobies, we go back to the creatures, we go back to more boobies. It's a foreshadowing of what we're about to watch in this whole movie, because when you need to fill, I guess, uh, it's three to five minutes, you go ahead and put in the other stuff you already filmed into the precursor to the rest of the movie. Yo, can and can I bring up the fact that, like, and I didn't think about it until just now, um, none of this beginning scene makes any sense like the movie could have it it could have gone on without all of this stuff like they have a big space battle at one Uh point and it's just like okay it's it's like a different movie entirely it's like space invaders of the operatic section in gamma (laughs) 2 no it's uh no you forget they're in the beta zone because this guy's a cuck. Like, that's what we hear when we first start this. Is, We're in the beta zone. <laughs> My dude is like fidgeting. He can't figure it out. They're doing space battles. There's a lot of pew pews and a lot of uh, seizure like sequences. Uh, and my favorite line from this was, Oh Lord, Sam, that's the mothership. Because it was, it was exactly that way, which was, Oh Lord, Sam, that's the mothership. Space words, knobs, switches, <laughs> and rip-off set designs. Going back to last week when we talked about Alien and everything they did right when it comes to space adventures, this did everything fucking wrong. But Except that's... for Sam. Sam yeah, was Sam. amazing. Sam, Sam rocks. is Sam terrible. That's Sam's all you terrible. need, though. How dare space you? Battle. <laughs> all you need in a space battle is a bunch of flashy lights and some... They did they some did words all the that have to do Star with Trek space. tropes. It was all great. The Star Trek, they literally it was like, they so lo- ridiculous. That they I set the it. camera on him at one point, and they just shook it, and they were like, and he was like, "Oh no, ah, <laughs> we gotta get the shield back up." Ah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so bad. It was good. I I was watching this, and I was like, "Man, that is." They tried. They tried for something and they they did it. They they somehow made a farce of like all other films, and I don't think they were trying. 
You know what? If there's one thing that I can complain about from this point of the movie until the very end of it, it's the acting. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. The acting in this movie is horrendous. And it starts right from the get go. Like, yes. I know Sam is a robot, but my God, this is ridiculous. Sam's Sam a robot? Act- <laughs> <laughs> Sam was the best actor. In the Sam's film. the best actor. <laughs> yeah, and they were and they were the robot. And that master, it- I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I expected. I got none of it, unfortunately. Um Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. So, like the main character, what was his name again? It's just so forbidden. Uh, it's forgettable. Uh, for, forgettable. He's got the. Yeah. Oh no, his name was Mike. It's not a forgettable name. <laughs> uh, I think you could I would, arguably I would be the most. Yeah, I, I would disagree. Yeah, Mike. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, Mike. But but his name is Mike Colby, like the cheese. He's he's like you know he's like the bravadier, like the the big macho character, right? But he travels <laughs> on. He travels on that ship alone with what we can only surmise is a female-based robot, right? There, there is uh, like a fleshlight built into Sam somewhere, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> am I yes. alone? Yes. Okay. Sam, Sam one hundred four is played by Don Oliveira. But way. it was a girl's voice. Weird, right? I was thinking that Sam was the only female character on this movie to not boon the main character <laughs> that we saw Fair. oh yeah. it definitely happened off screen <laughs> yes it was implied in the lore you know also what on was up with those weird warts that were on his face like when he was in the cryogenic chamber did anyone else know was that one? like slime I, it was I, I don't know <laughs> from his last job he's he's yep. had sex with a lot of random supposed scientists and all these science based on planets so he's definitely and all of his a couple of stds right but all of his visions too like in the beginning all those what we think are flashbacks but technically they haven't happened yet so they're flash forward is he is he psychic is it or is, is this movie just that awful that they were like fuck it fill the time show the tits I, but quickly he never if he was worried about them, he never mentioned it because he got up and just sweat a lot and just shot missiles, which is like, it's I mean, what that's I what he did Sunday, throughout the whole movie, right? He just shot <laughs> missiles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, it, it's it's bad. It keeps getting bad. This is a like it's a way too long. I, I think it's a legitimately like eight to 12 minute scene of them fighting off three to Honestly, it was three to twenty-three different. I had uh, no idea creatures. how many things coming after him. <laughs> because you see like three chasing him, then you see like him blow up through and say, "Okay, the scene's over. We're gonna move on." It's like yeah. no, then he's still being chased by another three ships. <laughs> it's the mothership, and then there's the big ship that he shoots uh, smaller ships of himself at. I don't really get that. I, I, I got nothing. Yeah, sci-fi words. Uh huh. They shot like missiles, quote unquote, but they were just smaller versions. And all he would do was just yell fire. So Sam actually was the hero here because Sam was firing. Yeah, why do they even need to wake him up? I, like, he could have uh, just stayed in his cryo tube and 
Let Sam I mean, handle his business. It's only Sam and this guy on this ship. <laughs> like, but they could have just let him be. Sam could have just run the whole film. I mean, Sam could have just run this whole operation, right? Why is this guy even there? He's just sleeping. <laughs> Sam's could you like Sam. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Sam's like driving the ship. Sam is shooting the bad guys. Sam is like taking care of the ship. Like Sam's doing everything. What is this guy even here for? I dude, I don't know because I could definitely see Sam walking into the the next area, like walking into it and getting the same eyes that he got from Doctor Barb. Uh, just just those fuck me eyes. Just she was she, just like she was Sam. a doctor, or was she just like nah, she was a she helper. Doctor. What about Tracy? Was Tracy a doctor? There's no, no. way Tracy was a doctor. <laughs> Tracy was not a doctor. <laughs> I I think I need this movie redone with Sam as the main character, like in the robot. Uh-huh. Like I just uh-huh. need the robot Sam as the main character, like making love to all the women and everything. <laughs> like I just I need Sam to fill this role. <laughs> There's a scene later on that we're gonna get to. Uh, where there's some troubleshooting involved and Sam would be perfect for that, po- that moment. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, our character, they go to hyperspace after they blow up the thing, I guess, uh, turns out they were on vacation. They're not on vacation. They're going to go ahead and go to Zarbia or whatever the hell it is. Um, hyperspace, uh, is also a, it was a colored butthole. It looked like, and then he sat in his chair and looked like he just got shocked to death for Guys. a moment. I, I also just want to throw this out there. This is three years after Alien came Correct. out. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. Yep. I think that's really important to keep in mind here. But yeah, do and, they uh, go to hyperspace in Alien? Um, no. If they don't go to ludicrous speed, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're looking at Star Wars Episode Four. Four was released when I'm going through uh, uh 78? 70, yeah, something like that, right? 78, 74? 74 seems a little early. Nah, I don't, I don't know. 74. Um, God, if only we had computers. Um, I'm 77. I 77, yes. 77, Thank yep. You. So we have 1977, Star Wars comes out, 1979, Alien comes out. 1982 Forbidden World comes out and says, okay, sure, but what if we didn't spend any money? (laughs) (laughs) And did a lot more sex. Yeah, correct. What if there was just more boobs? And everybody was like, hey, hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. I think you're onto something here. (laughs) Did you just do the Beavis voice? You were like, hey, hold on. (laughs) Those uh, those space nerds have enough of their, like, epic space battles and family issues and the galactic empire. We don't need to make something so complicated. We just need spaceships and tits. We just need beep boops and boobs. Yep. Beep boops and boobs. No, welcome to star horrors from 1982. Exactly. This movie is like a dollar store toy aisle of a movie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, where it's like a star confrontations. And it's like, (laughs) It's It's technically a toy. Yeah. (laughs) It's technically a movie. Oh, you're right. We definitely saw this at Cowtown, right? Yes. At Cowtown in South Jersey. My goodness. Um, (laughs) Now, so here's here's the problem about this film. Up until this point, I have to admit, 
the set designs were actually very good. Am I wrong? His ship was so bright, though. Yes, there was a lot of beep boops. There was a lot of lights. There's a lot of beep boops, man. He had some weird face growth. But beyond that, the the amount of money they put into some of the costumes, especially Sam. Sam was actually pretty solid. And then the amount of money put into like the set design, besides the the shaky camera work, it was it was money. It was good. It it beeped and booped and did all the things it had to do, which is unfortunate because the acting just did not come through. So we can all agree that they spent all their money on their set design and their effects uh-huh. and spent none of it on the actors. Yes. We we meet uh Mike Colby and he is just a a, a like you said, a dollar store a Han Solo. It's just all he is. It's just a bad version of Han Solo. Just this supposedly sexy being with like a past that you don't really need to care about or do you, do you need to care about it? I don't know. He's got scars. What are his credentials? <laughs> He's a just, guy. Just from his like delivery of <laughs> most it. of his lines, I got like Kurt Russell vibes a little bit. Just because uh-huh. of his cadence and like the tone of his voice, but like you're right, it is dollar store Han Solo. This is like what Han Solo does on his like off time. These are the jobs <laughs> he doesn't talk about. This isn't him saving. Uh, what's your face? This Leia. The jobs he yeah. doesn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jobs that strained his and Carrie Fisher's relationship. Uh huh. This is the this is the job that like. Star Wars is a job that he was like, yeah, you can make a documentary about this. And someone else was like, can I do it for like $5? And he's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> How, about, bro? How about when you landed on that like weird planet with like the, the splicing human and plant DNA together? I don't, I don't talk about that. That was, that, was, that, was, that was before I met Chewie. I was in a dark uh-huh. time in my life. I had a robot. I don't know. It was, was, it was a lot. Oh, oh, <laughs> did you, a lot. It was the dark years. Did you have C-3PO? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. I had Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> you don't understand. It was Sam. Uh, but yeah, so they, they do land on the weird, creepy planet, um, Zarbia. Uh, and the scene you get for the... Uh, it's it's a 45-second scene of the tight pants, plastic shoe-having woman named Dr. Barb. We meet Dr. Barb. Doctors, we meet, don't we- um, doctors don't wear clear heels. <laughs> no doctor has ever worn clear heels. Uh-huh. Maybe they do in space. Thank mm-hmm. you. How many doctor's offices have you visited in space, Mike? Dude, yeah, Mike. nice tight I haven't a... visited a doctor's office in on Earth in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> then you have no idea, my dude. They're wearing That's tight true. shoes, tight pants, no bra, no underwear. <laughs> They're just so I, I think I need to see a doctor. <laughs> dude. And they're all male. Are the words just flowing <laughs> off the page as they write this? I mean, nice yes. tight ass and white space pants. Like, goddamn, this movie's just flowing right off. <laughs> the the investors are like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> wait, wait. So you have one character in tight white. You have a second female character. Yes, she's in tight pink. Yes. <laughs> so we meet. Um, we do meet Doctor Gordon Hauser uh, and Doctor Barbara Glasser. Uh, they. Um, they, they say hi they bring him quickly into the experimental room and um before they do that we have dr barb she comes in and she literally stares at him like i'm going to rip your clothes off and have sex with you like it's been too long apparently in her existence i uh, i actually wrote down 
Barbara with that Grinch smile. Like uh-huh. she like tilted her head down and did that Grinch smile. That yes, bitch is gonna did. take a lot more than Christmas off that man. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then we we bump we literally bump into Tracy, um, who does the same thing. She's like, "Oopsie, my bad." And he's like, "No problem." And she looks back and she's like, "Huh," but she's. We learned very quickly after this, she's definitely in a different relationship. She's in a relationship with Jimmy. So what is these? What's going on? This is a weird place. And yeah, nobody comes to this place. That's why it's just. Oh, people come in this place all the time. They come in the place, not to this place. This was very (laughs) much the Ginger Marianne paradox. You got Ginger, Tracy, kind of ditzy, doesn't know what's going on. Mm. Then you got Marianne. Kind of supposedly smart, kind of like full of herself, just wants to, like, she's attainable. So, but the correct answer is always Ginger. Tracy, number one. I can get, I can get behind this analogy. I can get behind, I can get behind both of them, frankly, but like I, I can get behind, <laughs> I can get behind this analogy. Are you insinuating that that Forbidden World is just one big horror movie? sci-fi movie version of gilligan's island it's space gilligan's island yes space gilligan's island you know i was i was like racking my brain right because like we talk about so many movies and i'm just like do i remember this from blockbuster and i realized that i might actually remember this movie from blockbuster but if i do it was from the back part of the blockbuster was that say, was behind the curtain when you uh-huh. wandered into the area behind the curtain. <laughs> uh-huh. And I got yelled at for being there. Yes, you did, because you were probably nine. Um, uh, so I was. Big Steve <laughs> came in and said, hey, that's where I get my movies. Hey, Big yeah. Steve. These are mine. Yeah. Hey, rewind it before you give it to me. You know, Big Steve was back there all the time. Big Steve was like, I need all the movies, baby. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. but luckily, Big Steve just kind of like threw a fucking low budget horror at me. He's like, here, watch this instead, you fucking queer. These are my movies. <laughs> so everybody wants to fuck Colby, though. It's not just that. Like Dr. Hauser even looks at him like, yo, what up, Colby? And he's like, hmm. Uh, and then they enter the Garden of Eden, as it's so called. Um, that we learn very quickly. That's the good thing. As Dan mentioned, this movie moves quick. Uh, we learn that Subject 20 uh, has gotten loose. It has done something terrible. It looks like it has murdered every creature in this room, amongst others. Everybody's very cautious and questionable about it. And then we get uh, Colby's, one of great Colby's lines, which is, uh, if it moves and it's not one of us, I shoot it. I honestly thought he was going to say, if it moves and it's not one of us, I'm going to fuck it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, in line I with the character, I, I was a little disappointed. That's not what he said. Uh, it's unfortunate that he did. Um, we also we, we meet everybody very quickly. Uh, we meet Jimmy Swift. We meet uh, Doctor Cal uh, Tinbergen. Uh, he's the head of bacteria. Are you making these names up? I wish I was. These people had names. Uh, yeah, Doctor Cal is Doctor Cal them. Tinbergen. And uh, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Come on, Jimmy, Jimmy Swift. Swift. This is a porn. This was they started filming a porn and they realized, hey, we might have more of a of a plot than we thought. Can we just make this a real movie? Like, we can't it uh, can't just be all porn. You gotta put some <laughs> some beep boops and some space words in there. Somewhere. <laughs> yep. 
But we already paid for the porn scenes, so is there any way that we can put them in here? What else do you need? What do you need to make this movie? I need a shit ton of baby bunny carcasses. Can you help me out? Uh, Yes. Uh, It's interesting that you came to the Sex Emporium because we do have those as well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Interestingly enough. Anyway, so we we go ahead. uh, We learn Subject 20 is a metamorphic mutant. Uh, We learn that the it can change forms it caused some damage um and then they're like oh yeah where is it and this is where a good movie splits off and becomes the bad one because they're like oh well it's just over there in the case yeah and jimmy completely like, unsecured case yep Jim, jimmy's like just, let me just, just stick my face fumigated in hood so i could see this <laughs> yep. thing up close <laughs> He's like an old man trying to look at his phone. He's like, "Hold on, give me a second. How do I how do I look at this closer? How do I make glasses? the text bigger?" <laughs> and he uh he just puts his face all up in there. Um yeah, I I mean there's not much to it. They do ask Jimmy to clean it, clean the the place. He's like, "Oh, look, it's breathing." And the doctor's like, nah, "I'll be down there whatever." He sends Tracy down there. He's like, just call me if anything cool shows up because I don't want to miss it, which is like such a bro thing to say. And uh, as she's on her way down, Jimmy, a black blob comes out of Subject 20 and just gets on his face, bounces around the whole place, breaking glass, blood splurting everywhere. This was the most believable part of the movie. And after, I mean, I say earlier that after this, it all got bad. Um, After this, it all got bad. Well, yeah. most of it got bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Doc, this thing, uh, this thing just shit out a stingray made of jello. Should I be concerned? It seems, it seems really prone to my face, given my several instances of like putting my face directly next to it. <laughs> no, well, no, that's normal. Oh, okay. All good here. Yeah, they pretty uh, much told him like oh. just knock over everything because he knocks <laughs> over everything that's. Not tied down in that lab, dude. Immediately, I was like, "Is this the reaction when something jumps on your face?" Is oh my god, that's the reaction I would everything. have. I would just like be bashing all around that room trying to rip it off. I he wasn't trying to rip it off. He was just throwing things on the ground yes. and just smashing his arms across everything. <laughs> and, and right behind this, I, I mentioned I, I wrote down something. I, you know, well, I better put on my ripped off sleeve sweater to get to work cleaning all this animal blood off of everything, because I, who wears that? They're like, yo, clean this up, and he's like, okay, let me put on my cool sweater that has no sleeves. And Good thing just, I brought my cleaning sweater. <laughs> my sleeveless cleaning sweater. Um, yeah. Um, the the monster looks like a sideways ass fish monster uh we got and then we see tracy coming down and this is like this is the first time i noticed it but this is the time where i was like hey um we're just kind of cute tracy tracy's really pretty <laughs> and um yeah uh the he, he, the first reaction of of the monster subject 20 jumping on his face is my exact reaction to when i walk into a spider web just flail yeah. around the room. <laughs> Sheer panic. Absolutely. Just uh, what? No, no. It just flail. Don't care what's in my hand. Throw it on the ground. Um, but during this time, the team is luckily having a good, like, little team outing. They're just eating some strawberry shortcake, uh, making little lunchables. The thing I noticed about this scene was how come in like no space movies 
nobody ever uses like normal flatware because mm-hmm. these were just like no. square plastic like sporks that looked <laughs> like they had no use. It just nobody ever picks up a nice metal fork that's been perfected in the, like uh, one of these types of movies. It's got to be some high concept future spoon. Naturally. Yep. Did anyone pause on this scene though? Like which part? Like this scene, like the the dinner table, right? Because like all genetic misdeeds and like OSHA concerns aside, are we not applying for like the Zarvia Research Lab? They literally only eat candy and cake. And blue milkshakes. <laughs> That's everything on the table. Unless it's pills, uh-huh. it which like there's also a lot could of be pills. fun. There's a lot of yeah. pills on that table. Or uh, cocaine. Uh, or whatever the cocaine-like substance is that... Um, I don't remember his name. It's Earl. is it, just snorting at the beginning of the movie. Did, did I miss that? Did I miss oh, that? Yeah, no, Actively there was a cocaine? Yeah, dude, there was a tube of powdered something that he's just like snorting at the beginning of the movie, like as uh, as Colby's coming into the facility. It was space cocaine. Yeah, space coke. Um, space coke, go coast to coast. <laughs> That's a good reference. Um, so yeah, they, they they asked some questions about what Proto B was spliced with because it's the only way that Proto B exists, and um. They're like, oh, yeah, it's Annie. And then you're like, oh, it must be like a bunny rabbit or something like that. And they're like, shut up. And they don't talk about it anymore. Um, They do find Jimmy's body in the lab. Once Tracy decides that she's going to go ahead and do her thing and figure out, you know, find him dead. Um, But his heart's still beating. He's not dead. Cal brings, of course, the medical bay. And they're like, oh, well, we can't find the creature. Oh, well, time to go to bed. So, um. They go ahead and go to bed, and of course, uh, this is <laughs> this is the great part where uh, we we find Barbara, and we have we have Colby. Uh, Colby comes down the hallway, and Barbara's like, "Hey, I heard you're really good at troubleshooting stuff." And he looks over, and yeah, she's in like a little nighty, and he's like, "Huh, yeah, uh, I am." And she's like, "Well, I've got some trouble for you," and he's like, huh, "Okay." And he follows her into bed. And I was like, if she was the monster, I'd be dead. Right? Is this, <laughs> is this where we decide that we're all dead, right? <laughs> Not instantly. I was out. Another line I was hoping for was like, you know, I've got trouble. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, we we do get a great line from somebody earlier. Just a little bit earlier on where they say, you goddamn dingwopper. And I think they say dingwopper a couple times. They say dingwopper yep. like nine times. down the... I wrote down the line ding whopper because I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is a ding whopper? Uh-huh. At this uh, point, like, I'm uh-huh. just like, what the fuck did I just see? Right. So for all right. So first and foremost, back to this man's credentials. What is he there to do? He's the best troubleshooter in the galaxy. And and the other thing is, like, I'm in IT. Um, I don't think anyone using the phrase troubleshooting is going to give me a boner. Just not gonna, mm-hmm. just not gonna work. But then that guy has a camera in each room. Yeah, uh, Earl, Earl's watching, and man, does he get sweaty. I mean, yeah. So do they, because <laughs> yeah. we see all of it. Yep. Meanwhile, who's the, who's the black character? Uh, hold on. 
It is Brian. Brian is the is the random black character, the only black guy in space, who is playing <laughs> space jazz on a space Oh my goodness. Saxophone? Yes. <laughs> that sounds um, like a my... great movie title though. The only black guy in space. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I wrote that down too because I was like it's weird that they had the music playing in the background because it's obviously like a, It's porn uh, music. I, I, I wrote it down. I have the time period for this. I think this went on for actually uh, from minute 29 to uh, 31, 34, which, which seems like it's a very short amount of time, but for a movie to focus for a total of two minutes of these people literally fucking and prolonged then exposure a, on gratuitous exposure with a, a random man playing legitimate space saxophone. <laughs> it was a, like the, the music was great, though. I love the music in this scene so much. For, me, for weird someone that somebody like else me, is actually playing it. For someone like me to say like this was gratuitous, like it has to be really fucking bad, right? And like like they show straight up sucking titties. Like she starts giving him head. You never see peen, but no. but I mean like, I don't even think he takes his pants off. But she's butt naked. Like right. a lot of time, like most sex scenes in movies, it's implied. But this is like yeah. this feels like I'm just watching two people have sex. It, yes, and, and these these and I don't have to earlier. stand outside a window. <laughs> <laughs> and these scenes were seen earlier when when uh, Colby's like in his fucking trance and i was like oh it's because it's a flash forward no it's they just took the the literal splicing they did later on and same shit point too yeah it's the same thing and it carries on to the next scene all the Uh sex that they're having while everything else is going on it just becomes unrelated sex flashes in like the next scene where they're trying to build suspense because the monster is about to eat someone but they just keep flashing back to titties Earl's walking down the hallway, these dank, dark hallways, and he's like, I gotta get my flashlight out. Meanwhile, it, it's almost like, uh, um, fuck, what is it? Um, hold on. Hold on. It's a scene in Fight Club when they're talking quickly about uh, just splicing in like a second of sex and nobody would notice it. Right. Oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I thought I was. I thought I was having a fucking stroke. I, I like, feel the same exact this? way. I was like, wait, did I just see like tits again? No, I couldn't have seen tits again. They just had an eight minute sex scene. Uh-huh. And it came up again. Like, it's like, tits. no, <laughs> they wouldn't do that again. Uh-huh. All right, there's no uh, way they do it a third time. No, absolutely They do it not. for like six minutes straight. And it's just every like eighth frame is just like sex. And, or uh, what's his face playing? Um playing sexy sex yeah no it's it's yeah amazing uh but yeah so earl walks down the hallway and he gets eaten uh destroyed by the um by the big bad subject 20 um this is where we find out about annie right like this is where that kind of no clarified annie doesn't happen for a while man annie doesn't happen until almost the end of the movie Right, but like we, we learn that Annie exists. Annie was a person or a thing that existed in the realm, and that's what was spliced with the creature with the proto B. And we well, she just, and Earl it, were dating. Oh, is that what that was? Right, like he goes into her locker and everything. 
Uh, yeah, I tried to figure out who those names were, but it, it just flashed by because it was like, oh, check out this actual plot, and it was like also sex. And I was like, oh. right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> the, the thin he, plot. he took some. He took something out of one and put it in another, and I wasn't sure what he was doing. I thought he was trying to frame somebody for something, but that didn't pan out anywhere. I, no, he was just taking something out of her locker, putting it in his. But like this, I mean, it, anyone with gotcha. half a brain can figure out where this is going because they don't want to talk about Annie and they don't want to talk about what Proto B is yeah. made of. So we can just like skip forward a little bit. Like Annie yeah. is a part person of that they spliced with whatever proto B happened. Yeah. And right. Some weird stuff happened. At this point, I did have an unpopular opinion though, right? Okay. I feel like Annie was HR and they murdered her because she was constantly going around saying this is a hostile work environment <laughs> because everybody's literally fucking each other. Every... And I can't handle this. <laughs> Brian's playing space saxophone. Everyone just keeps giving everyone fuck me eyes. How can anyone do any goddamn work around this place? The doctor never changes out of his um out of his white doctor uh his coat. Bloody white coat that is completely covered in blood. He sits at the dinner table with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Everyone's fucking all the time. Annie was HR and she was going to complain to corporate. So they were like, "I'll oh, show you a hostile work environment." And, and they, they shoved an alien up her. And yep. it destroyed her. And this is where we we do learn that uh, Cal decides to shoot some sort of weird heroin like up his body. It was just a weird syringe full of yellowish liquid as he's watching Jimmy's body. By the way, Jimmy, Jimmy kind of not really dead, but sort of alive. Uh, it's turning to mush. And this is where we first see the, 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 the first scene of like the gelatinous mush of Jimmy. How'd you feel about mushy Jimmy? I did like when like the skeleton head was still kind of like moving around, mm-hmm. like, and it was kind of smiling. Uh, that was kind of cool, and how Jimmy's body effectively throughout the rest of the movie got more and more goo-like until it was just a pile of goo. Yeah, it. I I said it was like, it was kind of silly, but just on that very edge of like weird enough that i was like that's kind of gross like not it's not silly enough where i just blew it off i was just like it's unbelievable but almost believable so they did an okay job at gooey jimmy um well for me this whole time too every time cal came on screen i was trying to do the stanley tucci math because i could have sworn that was stanley tucci i was like no this movie is like 40 years old stanley tucci's not 70 but this this is this is Stanley Tucci. So how could it not be? <laughs> and I just couldn't pay attention to anything else he was trying to do. Oh, well, I mean I, that's the way it is. <laughs> and it, it was not Stanley Tucci. No, it wasn't. It was the uh his actual name is uh Fox Harris. Yep. Doesn't exist. Uh, I don't think that's Stanley Tucci. Nope, just did this movie and walked away. So, um, yeah, so we we do uh, earlier, we've already, um, by the way, Tracy uh, takes off her entire outfit and she's not wearing anything. This is just slightly, this is during around the sex scene. She takes off her outfit. She's naked. She puts on a nightie, which is like not much better than that. and then we see that this is a little bit after that. This is after the, the death scene. She just decides she's going to go ahead and just jump in the sauna, uh, just naked. Um, 
just lays down. She's just hanging out in the sauna with these weird glasses on. And she gets spooked by somebody. She's like, oh, my God, who is that? I'm like, dude, there's like five fucking people on this whole thing. And you're one of them. Like, you have to know who's like, this isn't like a big facility. And um, it's Colby. (laughs) And he's got this shit eating grin. He's like, I just want to see who was in here. (laughs) Stepped up like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He couldn't have been more incredulous about the situation. He was like, oh, I I was just uh, looking to warn you. The, the 55 uh, episode episode, uh, we're going to say, oh, we're, we're in the sauna. Uh, she's spooked by Colby, who's a super perv. And um, what is what does Colby say very quickly to, uh, to her? Great uh, googly like, moogly. <laughs> he says, <laughs> she says something like, oh, I'm, I'm sure that you've had some difficulties while you're here. And he said, I had a hard night. And I was like, Fuck yes, this writing is golden. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this the scene where the alien tries to like dive into her butt? Yes, uh, but this is right before the, the alien tries to dive in her butt. Gotcha. This is okay. this is where she's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm just here to see whoever's in here." And she's like, "Well, that's fair. Get naked." Yeah, yeah you want to see my tits? She's basically like, "Well, you saw me, so now let me see you take well, your no, clothes she, off." Getting but naked. she's like, "She's like, oh my god, how could you do this? How fucking dare you?" And he's like, "But look at me." And she's like, "Well, I'll go ahead and make out with you real quick, but you got to get <laughs> naked now." And she's, he's like, oh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, at least some dude dot because this is, I mean, immediately following the sex scene, the gratuitous, like, fully yeah. exposed sex scene. And then some dude, like that Earl dude, dies, and I'm like, all right, maybe this is like a sci-fi monster movie. Oh wait, nope, they're about to have sex in the sauna. Okay, yep. nope, this just, is still just a porn. Just more boobies, and she's like, what's going on with these scars? And she, before this, he's like, I love my job, and she's like, but these scars, and he's like, sometimes I don't love my job, and I'm like, wow, this writing is impeccable. It's just, it's just so good. Like I've seen actual porns with better writing. Than <laughs> Uh, and then what I have here is, uh, so she has, she's laying down on her, on her stomach. Uh, and then the, the, the big bad evil guy comes, uh, splutin through a grate of some sort and is about to drop on her. She sees him out of the corner of his eye, out of her eye. She freaks out. She runs over to Colby. She's naked. He's got her in her arm and in his arm rather. And just, he just starts blindly blasting his gun at, at the thing that came down from the ceiling and I had here shooting a gun blindly with a half naked um, while he's half naked with a full nude woman is, I think, just Jarvis's Tuesday. Mm. Is that right? Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and it's like I wrote this myself. <laughs> and um, I, I, there, I did write down. Apparently, somebody said it's getting bigger by the minute. I thought that was funny. Um, it's a lie. It was like, yeah, I don't know when that happened, but somebody's like, getting yeah, bigger by the minute. <laughs> and um, yeah, so Barb enters. Um, <laughs> Barb enters uh, Cal's room, the, the room where Jimmy's dead body is on there. And um, what she finds, it can only be described as the remnants of the canned cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving on the table. Yes, no, that's exactly. Yeah, like still in the sh- half a shape of a can. Correct. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that the body is starting to. Um, I don't think it's starting to do it here, but it's starting to split. And 
um, mutate, I guess. Um, uh, so then they just, I guess the creature got out. I, I missed this part. The creature during the shootout, the creature apparently escapes the entire building, not just through the, the rafters. It just escapes the building. And um, our team of half-rate Tuscan Raiders sets out to go look for it. And the alien just, looks so cheap, or the creature looks so cheap. <laughs> Holy shit. This, this is our first look. So bad. <laughs> yes. It looked like what's left over at the Halloween store that's just like generic xenomorph. It, yes. It's like nobody wants to be this for Halloween. It looks like it's misfitting, and it just yes. looks like a pile of and teeth. And it was just very bad. <laughs> yeah, I I felt I felt so bad about this because like the locale of the desert kind of fits that like off worldy kind of concept. The weapons that they use, even the half rate Tuscan Raider outfits, which I wasn't a fan of, all of this mm. kind of fit in like a theme, right? And then you see this gigantic cocoon thing that they had mentioned earlier, and I was like, actually, that's pretty cool looking. And then they show the actual creature and he's like sitting on top of the base, just like, I'm a Chucky Cheese monster (laughs) and um, has teeth. And then it just like drops through a hole. And I was like, it did good until you didn't. Um, So just to recap so far, this movie, um, it has a robot. It it Uh is a non-covert robot. It had cryo sleep pods. It had, Mm -hmm. you know, space adventures. Um, and then a definite ripoff of the Xenomorph alien, just yes. in spider form, basically. Yes. So, and yeah. it moves both not at all and very quickly. Yeah, this is an entire like at this point, it is clear this is a ripoff of the 1979 film Alien that we covered last week or next week. But I think <laughs> we knew that. Yes. Um. And then uh, we we do find out this is the point. Uh, oh, sorry, so they burn the cocoon. They find it's empty. All that other stuff. Uh, Tracy, I guess. So the the monster ends up inside of Tracy's like calm room, and she runs away from it. And we get a good minute and a half scene of her like slowly jogging in heels through the hallway of the base to go find the rest of the people. It was a weird shot, but whatever. Um, and this is where we find out that the metamorph is a combo of uh, proto B and human. Um, the, they impregnated Annie. She went to full term within two weeks. She died. And that's where the creature was created from. And then I don't know why, but it was does there happen. ever any question that this wasn't like a human fused with the metamorph thing? No, they, they, they just called whatever it was Annie, and I was like, okay, it could be any creature. It could be, you know, like a monkey. It could be whatever. But yeah, no, it was obviously human. It was like, there was no question about it. Everybody was like, just shut up about Annie. And yeah, then they alluded like to Jarvis it like said, 40 times. Yes, and especially like Jarvis said that, that Annie had her own locker. Um, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes locker, monkeys so. need lockers. That's where they store their bananas. <laughs> Showed a literal picture of her in the locker, yep. but <laughs> but yeah, no, the, still the could be a monkey. Was like, the scene was dark and flashing between sex scenes and and sex saxophones and like I don't know. Either way, it, you um, know what's funny is that they they talked about like why they did that. They said they could construct the cell but not the womb, and I'm thinking like this is clearly in the future. We cloned a goddamn full baby goat in '96. 
And it didn't like it didn't wake up and mutate and eat anyone or summon demons. But this that, was that we 82. know of. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I get it. I'm just saying that that we know of, uh, like Mike said. Um, but we what we do get out of this movie is um, the, uh, the the two women, Barb and uh, Tracy, decide that they're just going to go ahead and get naked in the shower because I guess why not? And they're cleaning something out of their hair. A true the friend, a true friend helps you get goo out of your hair in the shower. I don't Tracy, know. Where the goo Tracy came and from, Barb, sure. true friends, goo cleaners in the shower. Solid, solid teamwork. It's it's almost solid like they teamwork. <laughs> it's almost like they had like a, a, a banked allotment of how many how much boob time they could have for this movie before it legitimately became a softcore porn and they were like, let's push it. Yeah, I, I don't really <laughs> understand that weird shower scene where they're just both naked. Oh, entirely unnecessary. I was I was honestly wondering about the shower scene. Um, it first of all, it's completely unnecessary. I was never really one of the guys who was like all for talking about like why nudity is not necessary in horror movies and like we think it's absurd. I was always kind of like, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Like we should talk about it because it's great. This is one of those instances where it's an absurd amount of nudity in this movie for absolutely no reason, nothing furthering the story. But I was wondering about the shower because I was like, are they just literally playing sci-fi sounds and doing flashing lights because it's a space shower? I realized (laughs) like as the scene went on, it's a decontamination station, a decon station. Uh Um but I like that, like, through this exchange, they start talking about, like, how they can help the situation. They come to the realization that they can just yeah. try to talk to the blob spider monster. Yeah, because they, they needed a, a what I would assume is a quote unquote feminine charm uh, to save the monster from everybody and itself was of what course. this was. They were like, let's go talk to the monster because that's what we can do. We need and- to save it from itself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna fix it. I mean, <laughs> I so would stupid. say I'm the same way as Jarvis too. Like, I thought like the nudity so far in this movie, was, it was a little gratuitous, but it's like, yeah, okay, this is the the lane they're trying to go in. Mm-hmm. But when these two like were just standing in the shower, fully naked, just having a conversation, it's like, okay, well, maybe it's a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that's all it is. Um, and so what they do is they decide that they're going to go talk to the monster and they get dressed up in their super scientific uh, appropriate <laughs> nice. outfits, which is just which is just uh, mega short white robes that they're just going to go talk <laughs> to the monster. And we're all thinking in- the same thing, right? At this point, like we all think there's a chance that they're going to try to fuck the blob okay. monster. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, as soon as the music kicked in, and the monster would look like it had its like arm propped up on its head. Uh-huh. I was like, we have a splice situation on our hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, w- one of the girls is going to lead like, hey, we were friends with your mom. And then the other one's going to come uh-huh. behind her and be like, we're all wet. Can we come in? <laughs> <laughs> we need to dry off. Do you have a towel? A towel? And... <laughs> My my bathroom's not working. Oh, my friend's over here taking a shower. 
And instead, right? they go they so, go up to the beep boop computer and they type in, "Can we like coexist?" And it just it, the, <laughs> the computer literally says, "One moment, please," as it's blinking, <laughs> like just constantly. And then, yeah, then you see the the tentacle, and I was like, "Oh, this is getting real weird, real fast." And it keeps getting real, real weird, real weird, real fast. And then um, the tentacle goes up her body, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then she just gets absolutely decimated she gets a tentacle through her whole body i don't know mm-hmm. man. <clears throat> um yeah so then they they learn from the the uh spliced like six times dead body of jimmy that um they have to stop the the food supply i didn't really grasp this part but i guess the the creature was eating the gooped up dead people the, this um, is the part you didn't grasp yeah yeah, yeah the, <laughs> i mean I got the other parts because they were simple because they were just boobs. I figured that one out. I mean, I know we easy. all grasped something during this, but <laughs> um, they they do send Ryan in, um, and Ryan Ryan goes up and he's um, he's fixing the computers. And gosh dang it, would you wouldn't you believe that there's a a, a short in the computer, um, and and then the monster kills him. And uh, <laughs> I know it was supposed to be acid. I know that. Uh-huh. But it was liquid shit that just yeah. electrocuted Brian, right? Yep. Like <laughs> that—that's what it was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then we get a nice long run of Tracy running through the hallways again, because man, they could not get enough of paying this actress infinite amounts of money to run awkwardly with heels on, I guess, through the hallways in their um in their very short robes. Um. We learn that Cal, our good friend Cal, the the scientist man, uh, he's got a he has a tumor, and they think that they should feed his cancer to the mutant because it'll just quickly replicate the cancer and then it'll die, which is like a stretch. Yeah, well, that robot had like no bedside manner because it was basically <laughs> like, "How long have you had cancer?" He's like, "Oh well." That robot. A, I'm a while so sorry. Now. We are on first name basises with that uh, robot. Oh, discount Star Wars C three. You mean Sam? Yeah, it's Sam. Sam, I am. <laughs> and yeah, Sam. Uh, Sam, like you said, I agree. Sam has no bedside manner. Sam's just like, cool cancer. What is it? <laughs> so you're gonna die soon? That's pretty cool. I don't. I don't get <laughs> cancer. I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Tracy's being chased by the monster, I guess. Uh, it, it just becomes a, a legitimate minute of her ear piercing screams as she runs through the hallway. There, it's just weird cuts. She's being chased, not really, but sort of. Um, it, it, my sound was up too loud, that's why my ears apparently hurt from this movie. Um, they decide to go into Cal to rip out his cancerous tumor from his liver. They don't give him morphine until they're about like three quarters of the way through. And then Tracy gives it to him right in his nipple because that's where morphine goes. And they pull out the liver and it's just like a it's a cool cancerous ball of goop or whatever. And Cal's dead. Um, yeah, but he's cancer free. But he is <laughs> cancer free. Um, they didn't I guess they didn't think about just going ahead and just murdering Cal before this because he could have just ripped out his cancer while he was still dead. Uh, No, he was directing Mike on how to remove the liver. 
Which I don't think it would have mattered because Cal was going to die anyway with just a liver ripped out of his body. Cal could have figured it out. Look, I'm not I'm not a doctor and nor am I a Colby what's his face, but like just I, I could probably figure it out once I cut the dead the dead guy open and just pull out whatever looks wild because that looked pretty wild to me. I don't know, man. I'm, He's ripping it. Yeah. Like he was pulling yeah, at cut. it. Like, yeah, he was yeah. like, he was like this won't kill you. <laughs> God damn it, this thing's really in there, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, it's you literally actually, part no, of it. That's funny because they, they actually show the scene where he's like got his tensed muscles, like his arms. He's like trying to rip it out and he's just <laughs> stupid. Dude, like I, I will give credit where, where credit is due. Like they get decent marks for the incision on Dr. Kale. Yeah. Like not bad. Not the worst. Yeah. Not the worst special effects. I was no. wondering to myself, like even before the like the cancer ever. First off, nobody was nobody thought that Doctor Cal didn't have cancer. He was like just hacking up his in both his <laughs> lungs the entire fucking movie. Uh-huh. I thought he had COVID. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Weird nineteen eighties COVID. Nineteen eighties COVID. But if they're COVID like, eighteen, <laughs> okay. If everyone is just becoming unicellular, like to break down into like that basic protein that the monster eats like what i feel like they would have like other viruses like you know in vials or something like why not just infect it with aids you know inject the body with aids (laughs) worst case Uh if it lives you probably cured aids that's fair or you you could you could just ask fucking Colby to spit into a tube, and that would have probably been enough. Oh, absolutely. Had enough. The amount of promiscuity that Colby had, he, he had something. <laughs> they could have just, just went around the room, him. been like, who's got what? And Mike, Mike Colby's like, what don't I have? <laughs> take that man's blood right now. But yet the ladies are like, I'll take your blood. And it's, yeah. Yeah, then he just stuffs the tumor in the mouth of the metamorphin. That's the best part of the movie. Are you kidding me? How did they kill the creature? They gave it cancer. That's amazing. That's hilarious. By, by shoving cancer in its mouth. and They gave and, the creature cancer? That's so funny. I mean, didn't he, see it coming. But they... It's like a... Stu- yeah, you didn't see it coming because it's a blurred fight scene, so you don't actually see the creature up close. But they, yeah, no, they- actually, I mean, I didn't see it coming. I didn't <laughs> no, see if, if you would have told me that this movie ended with the heroes giving the monster cancer, I I would have laughed you out of the room. And that is exactly what I did at the end of this movie because yep. that was amazing. Yeah, and, and it ends perfectly with cal or uh, whatever colby sorry cal's dead colby pushing at some point the, the cancer into the creature's mouth it eats it up and they walk away and he's totally fine he didn't get bit i thought he was gonna lose an arm for like a sacrificial sake or whatever but no he's good he's just gonna walk out i feel like they wanted to make a second or fourth movie with this dude and uh they made him get out totally unscathed and then you get three minutes of uh, of the creature slowly dying, some flashbacks, and then credits. Oh, the creature does puke up a bunch of garbage. Because he had cancer. Because he had cancer. Cancer. Oh, got him. Who would have thought all those years of it being around the power plant finally caught up to him when he ate the cancerous liver? Yeah, um, I mean, the least talked about Side effect of secondhand smoke and uh, living under the power lines. 
cancer through the mouth from eating a tumor. <laughs> you know, the, the the mainstream media won't tell you this, but you really got to look out for this stuff. It's don't eat cancerous liver. Um, but that... <laughs> next week on Infowars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I said mainstream. I meant lamestream media, but yeah. Um, so, with that, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna push this over to special effects because um, there's nothing else to this movie. Do Do you have to? I do because some of it was okay. That again, I think the the movie spent all of its budget on set design and special effects and left none of it to the writing or the acting. I I mean the 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 goopy goopy Jimmy was really gross. I think the um it it looked good at times for sure. Yeah, not I, all of it. I, I agree. Uh, the 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 battle scene we saw in the beginning was garbage, but the the um the set design there was pretty good. That the spaceship thing, or sorry, the the planetary thing they were on actually didn't seem that bad. Uh, it was a pretty good, like, seamless cut from them going, being inside to an outside desert space. Like, I thought they did good there, but, like, I, it just didn't do anything. It didn't do it well. Everything was, like, half-assed. The creature was garbage. It was, like we said, it was like, uh, 25 bucks at Spirit Halloween at the end of the season. Yep. Um, I think Sam Sam was good. They Sam got ripped apart. Sam died. That was sad. Because like the most important thing that the, you need to have is the creature, and the creature was garbage. Like you said, ever like the the goo bodies were goopy and cool looking, and it's like yeah, uh, that's gross. And what else was it? Uh, the the incision, pulling, with the, yeah, the incision with the liver that was cool too. So yep. like, they did some things good and some things bad. So I think. Special effects gets right in the middle. Yep. All right. It, it's unfortunate because it could have been very good, but it wasn't. Um, the sound and music was besides the sexy saxophone. There was nothing to this movie. Just, I love the music in this movie. That was the it sexy was like, saxophone. It was like synth wave space future music, and it was just cool as a backtrack. That's to fair. Everything but it, going it, on. it was like stu- it was so 1982 that it was it. I usually love, we all love the the synth, like, uh, you know, guitar style sound that we get out of the 80s. But this, it just wasn't like, it didn't stand out to me. It just, it was, it was, and it existed. And sure. And sexy sax. <laughs> That's pretty much sexy future sax. Um, I don't have anything else to say in this regard. They Stuff happens. So let's go ahead and move on. Dan, what's spoopy meter? There's got to be something, right? Yep, we do actually have something for this. So, uh, obviously, there was a lot of mumbo-jumbo science talk throughout this whole thing. So, I figured I would give a little bit of mumbo-jumbo science talk. So, there are 20 different types of amino acids that can be used to combine to make a protein. So, uh, guys, 0 to 20, uh, how many amino acids would you combine to make proteins uh, for, for this, for the consumption of the alien? I expected more bleep bloops and like squiggle dwarfs than like actual amino acids, but okay. I appreciate it. And uh, of of the twenty uh, base amino acids of the human body, this movie got a big fat zero of amino acids for spooky actual spooky meter. 
there there was this movie <laughs> between the gratuitous amounts of boobs at, that took took you completely out of the film whatever fear that you might have had of a creature uh gone it's just it, that that's the, the the problem of boobs in a film like this is exactly this where, where it just rips you right out of the film and just says oh don't you remember that boobs are good and it's like well thanks um but yeah i i would say for overall for this movie out of 20 three i i i don't want to seem like they did a good job by putting boobs in this but that's all i get out like that's all i got out of it was the weird like six minute slow softcore porn and the like obvious like a third of this movie was just naked women and so like it gets a three that's all it gets out of me. um with that that's it uh who's next yeah man uh solid boobs boobs are cool i like those um but this movie is confusing it's very confusing not i, I mean the, the plot is so simple and it's not it's not difficult to follow at all it's just like what the fuck were these people thinking what did what did the producers agree upon uh when it was time to come up with this film um so yeah we, we we've been pretty clear that this is it reads as a low budget film it kind of wasn't um but it kind of goes back to uh what we talked about before with the movie alien and how they have sort of a responsible take on space traveling and and uh this movie just didn't have the same the same effect they they tried to do a lot with a little um they try to do a big budget movie with a low budget and it shows and the way you augment interest in a case like that is you show lots of naked women and that's what this one did um the the, the creature is fucking unbelievable like beside how cheap it looks the fact that this alien dog blob spider monster can talk through computers and kind and like by the way he talks like an asshole he's like yes i can talk what do you want and then he stabs a woman through the vagina all the way up through her shoulder blades um but yeah i i don't dude like where do you start with a movie like this i really don't know um yeah zero for spoop i'm i'm going to say like four out of 20 overall and the reason i say that is because like even though it is garbage it is somehow still entertaining and i say somehow as if i don't think in the back of my mind that it's solely based out of the boobs so four out of 20 uh so yeah obviously going with a big fat zero with the spoop there was no spoop um overall I'm going to probably go the same with Kyle, give it a three. It wasn't great. I wouldn't say it was terrible, only because I laughed quite a bit at just how bad it was. And yeah, I agree with Jarvis. Boobs are cool. But it just gets to a point where I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do with this movie. I have no idea what's going on. Everything, like, yet yeah, a couple effects were okay, but to me, everything else was just bad. And but it made me laugh, so I'll I'll give it three, and that's it. To get the easy one out the way, spoopy wise zero, as everybody else has already said. Uh, overall, as a movie, I'll give it a five. 
I feel like these types of movies, like they, some of them know what they are, some some of them don't. This was, it felt like it never fully committed to being like satire ridiculousness, and it obviously wasn't like a true, like gritty, serious tones horror space movie. So that's why it gets such a lower score. There were some funny things that were redeeming it, but I couldn't tell if it was like intentional or not. And that's one of the weaknesses of this movie. It felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be. It did try for some like body horrors parts to it, but then you have like a legitimate extended softcore porn scene. Then you go back to your body horror. So five out of 20. If you like these silly type movies, it's definitely worth checking out. Or if you like boobs. Uh, yeah, zero out of 20 for a spoopy. And for overall, yeah, I'd, I'd go with like a five out of 20. I, I think this is, just to put it very plainly, this is a classic movie that Mystery Science Theater 3000 would love to do and just do commentary over. It's that type of movie. So if you like that type of movie, pretty funny um got funny parts to it other than that it's not a great movie so that's that's all i got five out of 20 yeah i agree i think it's just it comes down to that if you if you like these bad movies and you just want to have a good giggle this isn't bad enough that you're going to hate yourself after watching it but it it, because it's short enough you're not spending two to three hours watching a bad movie it's just breeze right through it and mystery 3k it deserves to do the, something to this movie if they haven't already. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to go ahead and thank everybody. Um, that's uh, everything we got going on here. I thank uh, Connor McLeod for our artwork. I want to thank Andrew Cavanaugh for our uh, intro and outro music. Thank you, Travis, for stitching together whatever the hell we made out of this thing. And um, yeah, I I, I want to thank you for listening and talking to us and hanging out on all the stuff we have, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. See it all in our podcast description. With that, Chris, um, what do you have to say to all of the spirit Halloween monsters that happen to be interrupting our boob movie? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. <laughs> Am I back? Why is this happening?